Welcome to the show, and don't forget to check out this month's Nebula exclusive, Giant Space Monsters, as we explore everything from Space Kraken to Giant Sandworms. To get access and help support the show while hearing every episode early and ad-free, plus hours of bonus content, check out go.nebula.tv slash and use my code IsaacArthur. This episode is sponsored by CuriosityStream. Gravity is the weakest of the fundamental forces in nature, but when it comes to climbing up to humanity's future, it really draws us down. A few weeks back we did an episode on clock tech hypothetical technologies so advanced they are indistinguishable from magic. They'll be defined as technologies that either at least had a basis in some plausible scientific theory, or were very conceptually straightforward like time travel, faster than light communication, or anti-gravity. That was a survey episode covering many of these technologies quickly, and we did a poll on the SFIA Community tab to see which one we'd look at in detail first and anti-gravity won, hands down. Fortunately, it's a technology that requires very little introduction, as both anti-gravity and artificial gravity are staples of science fiction, and today we'll look at both some of the science that might allow either version, or a close approximation of them, as well as some less obvious but powerful applications of gravity control like blowing up planets. Gravity manipulation is an interesting one from a scientific perspective, because while we really have little on the table to allow it, it's also a very poorly understood force, which is ironic since it was the first of the four fundamental forces in nature we humans learned about, even before Isaac Newton and his fabled apple falling on the head experience. Any projectile weapon, from a spear to an arrow to a rock, experiences the effects of gravity and we've been compensating for those effects since well before we were hunting mammoths. These fundamental forces are quite different from each other. The strong nuclear force that binds quarks and nuclei together is over a hundred times more powerful than the electromagnetic force that binds electrons to their atoms and atoms to other atoms, and a million times stronger than the weak nuclear force, which is involved in radioactive decay. But gravity is more than a trillion trillion times weaker than even the weak force, and unlike them, it only has an attractive component. The notion that gravity might have a repulsive counterpart, anti-gravity, is hardly a new one, and it's been popular to look at the expansion of the Universe, which results from the decidedly mysterious dark energy, and ask if maybe that's it. Fundamentally, gravity is weird stuff arguably a fictional force under Einstein's general relativity, and elusive at the subatomic level, when we try to merge it with quantum mechanics to obtain a proper theory of quantum gravity. As is, we can manipulate or simulate gravity a little bit, as we regularly talk about rotating habitats that achieve it by centrifugal force or spin gravity, and we can do it by constant linear acceleration too, since under general relativity, gravity is indistinguishable from acceleration. This includes the reduction of gravity as well, as you could place a spinning ring on a high gravity world and feel lighter on it, for instance. This is very real too, not a partial imitation like magnetic levitation or boots. 
Folks often wonder if spinning is really the same as gravity and forget that all those weightless astronauts in space are only a few hundred kilometers up. At that distance, gravity has barely diminished, instead the astronauts are orbiting, spinning around the planet, and it fundamentally is the same principle. Of course practical anti-gravity or artificial gravity would often be enough too, so something like a compression suit with magnets might allow folks to walk around a spaceship without experiencing as many of the issues with day-to-day tasks or their health. Some folks have theorized it could be possible to convert the electromagnetic force into the gravitational force, but reports of anti-gravity in superconducting experiments have regrettably turned out negative. We also have some tricks we can do with supercondensed matter, such as micro-black holes, or possibly dark matter, if we learned how to manipulate and gather it up, to create high gravity without needing to pile regular mass in one place where it will want to interact with things. We can also potentially lower gravity in a similar way, by placing a big chunk of matter above some high gravity spot to lower it. There's definitely a window for a better understanding of gravity that might allow us to generate it artificially or find some repulsive version of it, and perhaps dark energy will offer that to us if we understand it better. This has some very powerful implications too. In fiction, this technology tends to be used for letting the crew walk around a ship rather than floating, or levitating heavy loads, or let people fly, or some focus beam or gravity laser equivalent, which is often what is said to make tractor beams work in sci-fi. All would be very useful of course, especially the latter. I'm not sure what we call a gravity laser, a grazer is normally a gamma ray laser, but I think some authors have also used it for a gravity laser. Regardless of its name, such a device would be super handy. A big repulsor beam is a nice defense against both high-speed space debris and actual attacks, and is at least one way to make a force field. As we discussed in the episode Force Fields, even if you didn't do a classic sci-fi shield, you could be using such a beam and a good detection system to selectively target incoming objects, or even just swing around a conventional shield, that is, a big thick slab of mass. So it would be handy for ships moving very quickly through space, but it's also handy for pushing them up to speed too. We've regularly contemplated using stelazors to push against reflective sails of ships to accelerate or slow them, and indeed this is a type of repulsor beam, though not a tractor beam you can pull stuff towards you with. A gravity laser would be nice for that since it would let you slow ships moving away from you, not just ones moving towards you or pushing them away faster. You could also use it to push debris out of the way of your interstellar vessels too. Also remember, since we're accelerating or decelerating ships, that gravity and acceleration are effectively the same. If you can make a nice uniform field of artificial gravity, ships and their crews can be surrounded by this and allow much higher acceleration rates than a crew standing on a ship under thrust normally could. Without artificial gravity they'd be pancaked and smeared against the bulkheads if the acceleration was too high, as not everything is accelerating at exactly the same rate. In science fiction these are often referred to as inertial dampeners, but they're only another application of anti-gravity technology. 
While we're speaking of very strong gravitic fields, we should note that the ability to produce them where you want opens up some big options too. A star undergoes fusion because the sheer amount of mass and gravity can smash atoms together. If you can ratchet up gravity you might be able to do the same in a controlled reactor. Gravity has interesting and potentially useful effects on light and time. You could use gravity or anti-gravity to bend light away from you. Imagine an anti-gravity defense that redshifts dangerous high-frequency lasers, like grazers, to make them weaker when they hit you. This is also a potentially awesome way to make gigantic telescopes by gravitational lensing, something black holes or very massive but diffuse objects like galaxies cause. We could also use it to slow down time, and if you can generate a powerful artificial gravity field, you could slow time down in a spot, and if you could do it as a uniform field, you could also do it without shredding people. We'll get to the reverse case in a moment, but as you can see, while being able to carry heavy loads around on a suspensor platform is neat, being able to use that same technology to put those objects in slow time stasis would seem even neater there'd be no more need to preserve food or use fridges as if time is slowed way down in a localized area, like a food box, anything in it wouldn't spoil. It's also a great way to put crew into stasis for a long journey, or have time for them slow down so they can experience time between stars as days rather than centuries, one of the methods we discussed in the Sleeper Ships episode. Needless to say, you can also use this tech to let you build super-tall buildings, or terraform tiny moons or asteroids to be Earth-like, rather than having to spin them or drop a micro-black hole into them for your gravity. You could also potentially be using this as a way to deal with dangerously old and massive stars, perhaps wrapping them in solar collectors to power your anti-gravity machine to decrease fusion in their cores and remove matter. Of course awesome tools also make awesome weapons. You might be able to adapt it into a method of detonating stars by ramping up their gravity, or crumpling a spaceship or even a planet like an empty beer can. You could even detonate a planet by simply removing its gravity so it blew apart under all its stored heat energy. Scaled up large enough, you might even be able to use it to fight the expansion of the Universe dragging galaxies back towards you that dark energy is pushing away. We also can't rule out, even though it would be at odds with our current, admittedly limited understanding of gravity, that you might be able to make a material that just blocked gravity, akin to the anti-gravity paint, Caverite, in H.G. Wells' The First Men in the Moon. At the very least, if one can produce anti-gravity or just artificial gravity, you could effectively nullify external gravity but it would be neat to have some material that did it like Caverite. Suddenly you can make big floating cities without needing to rely on buoyancy, active support, or any of the other methods we looked at in Cloud Cities. Construction becomes a lot easier and simpler too. It also means you can build impossibly big. Often our limitation in discussing truly enormous megastructures is how we could possibly make something able to handle all the weight involved. But sometimes, for the very biggest, we have to worry they'd be a black hole even if they didn't collapse, simply by their sheer overall mass, like the biggest type of mega-earth birch planets, 
which are so huge that their lower levels actually have time run slower on them than their higher ones. If you can manipulate gravity you can potentially remove even that barrier. You can also build some rather bizarre worlds, like a pair of double planets that just hung next to each other with a land bridge you could walk between, or stabilize formations like a Kempler rosette or other weird orbits. Ultimately, this technology offers one more really awesome advantage. If you can produce anti-gravity, you might be able to look inside a black hole, and indeed most wormhole or warp drive models rely on some type of negative matter to function, which this could replace. But that's not the only way it would potentially allow faster than light travel. I suggested using it to slow time immensely for stasis, but that's normal artificial gravity. With anti-gravity you could potentially do the reverse, speed time up. That's very handy for throttling things like constant rate passive decay nuclear reactors, or to give you time to rapidly react to a crisis, but it also allows you to start bending space and time maybe reversing them or even entropy, not just contracting as normal gravity does. And that opens the door both to fast and light travel and time travel, both of which are clock texts themselves that we'll look at down the road. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that one of the more popular theories to explain gravity's massive weakness compared to the other forces, the Iwalki problem, is that it might be spilling over to other dimensions or parallel realities, in which case it might let us travel to some very interesting places too. As you can see, anti-gravity and gravity manipulation in general would let us do a lot more than just fly around or carry heavy objects. It would be a complete technological game changer for our species if we ever discover and develop it. As to whether or not this will always be relegated to the realm of science fiction, or a clock tech we might one day have, that's impossible to say yet, but as we said at the beginning, gravity is something we still know so little about, and that has the silver lining of leaving a lot of doors open that might lead us to some interesting places, or interesting times. Gravity remains an elusive force, not fully understood for all that it's the first one we discovered and studied. As we saw today, a greater understanding of it may unlock marvels in the future, but what we already know about it has been instrumental to many of our great triumphs of science and engineering, including the moon landings which we celebrate the 50th anniversary of this year. Gravity is a fascinating and amazing thing. And if you'd like to learn more about it, try out the documentary Amazing Gravity on CuriosityStream, which discusses it and our current experiments like the LIGO Gravity Wave Detector. CuriosityStream is a subscription streaming service that offers over 2,000 documentaries and non-fiction titles from some of the world's best filmmakers, including exclusive originals. You can get unlimited access starting at just $2.99 a month. And for our audience, the first 30 days are completely free if you sign up at curiositystream.com slash IsaacArthur during the sign up process. We have a number of fun episodes coming up on the channel this month, starting this Thursday when we'll celebrate International Pet Day by taking a look at what the future may have in store for our furry friends. 
and the week after that, by popular request, we'll take a look at the concept of giant war robots and ask if such machines might have a future outside science fiction. For alerts when those and other episodes come out, make sure to subscribe to the channel, and if you enjoyed this episode, hit the like button and share it with others. Until next time, thanks for watching, and we'll see you Thursday.